This is Dr. Kara Shepard, and you're listening to Goat Talk with the Goat Doc. Thanks for listening to Go Talk with the Goat Doc. Uh, in this episode, I'm going to talk about teeth. Uh, we'll talk about what's normal for teeth, what's not normal for teeth, some common like problems that happen with teeth, and uh, what what I tend to do about dental issues in goats. I've been trying to think about what I was going to make a podcast episode about, and I just decided on this one. Uh, yeah, so headed home, got like a little bit more, like 45 minutes, so we'll see where we get. If you have questions about goat teeth or other things, you can email me at goatdoccara at gmail.com, which is G-O-A-T-D-O-C-C-A-R-A at gmail.com find the website which is goatdoc.com and click on the contact tab and find me mostly on instagram these days as far as the social media uh where i'm at goat underscore doc if you have a moment and you can rate and review on apple podcasts that is most appreciated uh got a couple new like rate and reviews this past couple weeks and i like to read them so maybe i should read some of them on the podcast but that seems a little i don't know i kind of like tend to not toot my own horn very much um but uh i read them and i appreciate them so if you have a minute and you can do that that's most appreciated and if you can share with a friend and say hey check out this podcast about goats goat friend um get the word out and that's super great as always this podcast is provided with the intent to educate and inform it's not a substitute for professional medical advice or veterinary care provided by your local vet and i strongly encourage you to establish and maintain a current and valid vcpr veterinarian client patient relationship with your local vet goat teeth um So I'm going to talk about, like, basic anatomy, baby teeth, adult teeth, and those things um, to start with. So being herbivores and ruminants, goats do a lot of chewing, and their, like, their teeth are really important. If if your goat can't chew, um, if it can't eat, if it can't ruminate and eructate and do what it wants to do as far as being a ruminant and chewing all the time. I mean, like, I don't know what the percentage of, of ruminant days um, are spent chewing, but it is a lot of their percentage of their day. So if they're not actively putting roughage into their mouth, uh, they... Or sleeping, um, they are often like resting and ruminating. So eructating means that they're bringing the cud up from their rumen, and so 
someone has a very loud vehicle nearby me. Um, bringing the cut up from their rumen reticulum and chewing it more and adding saliva to that whole schmoo gamish of chewed up roughage and swallowing it back down as part of their digestive process. This is this, this episode is probably like a good preamble to Ode to the Rumen, which I might, maybe I'll record that tomorrow morning on my way to the clinic. Um, so teeth are important. If your goat can't chew, it can't live. The goats like live to chew. So um, there's an expression or I mean... I don't know if it's really an expression, but there's, like, expressions about horses, like, no hoof, no horse, no mouth, no horse, like, no mouth, no goat, like, they, they can't do too well if their teeth are not functional, so teeth are important, and most, I would say the vast majority of goats don't have dental issues, but there's some that do, and it's nice to be aware of it. Uh, so the, the anatomy of a goat mouth is that there are ruminants, you know, so similar to cows in that as far as their teeth, like how their teeth are set up is similar. Goats and cows do not have maxillary incisors. So just for terminology, maxillary is the upper part of the jaw and mandibular is the lower part of the jaw. Um, so goats only have mandibular incisors, uh, and that's like, so they only have lower incisors, and they have what's called a dental pad uh, where their maxillary incisors would be. Uh, so that's just normal for them. They The incisors are used to tear off grass and browse to get it in their mouth. Um, and they just tear off grass and browse against their firm dental pad, which is like gums without teeth coming out of it, but it's normal for them. Uh, baby goats are either born with some of their incisors sticking out or they um, erupt shortly after birth. So that just depends on like where in gestation those kids were and sometimes you can have like if you have a multiple multiples in a birth like triplets or whatever and you've got the thing where you've got like one gigantic buck kid and one itty bitty little doe sometimes the doe will have her teeth will be like a little bit less present than the gigantic buck because he was hogging all the placental nutrition and being a big old bruiser um so normal, like, goat kids, ha like, full-term goat kids should have some incisors pretty quick, and they're sharp, and they will nibble everything with them. Uh, but those are their, like, their baby teeth, basically. It's their juvenile dentition, uh, milk teeth, whatever, what have you. Um, the... Ultimately, they will have four pairs of those juvenile incisors. Um, so that's that's how that goes. Uh, and then they ha kind of have like a gap, like similar to horses. If you've ever looked in a horse mouth, horses have their incisors, and then they kind of have like a gap. Um, and then they have their premolars and molars. Um, I'm really bad at like, I had to learn dental formulas uh, 
for an anatomy <laughs> test once upon a time. Um, and I don't know what it is off the top of my head. I'll be perfectly honest. Um, but probably got like half a dozen molars on either in every arcade. So an arcade is like section of where the teeth are. Um, there's four of them. So like upper left, upper right, lower left, lower right. Um, and because I like small animal dentistry and horses too, we like number them. So the animal's upper right arcade is the 100 arcade and then upper left is 200, lower left is 300, lower right is 400. So and then you just number them from the middle out. So goats don't have upper incisors um, so they probably start at like 105 or something like that when you're numbering them uh, but yeah I can probably find like a picture of goat dental formula and post it in the show notes uh, I should be better about knowing that uh, but like as far as goat dentistry clinically it doesn't matter too too much most of the time so it's not something that is in the forefront of my brain uh, yeah, so then they've got they've got their molars. They've got the four arcades of premolars and molars. And for goats, like I said, they're chewing all the time. They're chewing more than a horse. Um, and the, these mammals that are chewing all the time have molars that, like, if they just chewed all the time and there wasn't some level of continuous growth of those teeth to keep up with the wearing down from the constant friction, then they would be down to gums before their life was over. So there is a certain degree of growth that is available to um, herbivores that do a lot of grinding of roughage, fibrous material. Um, that's so that like they're not going to grow forever there's a limited capacity for growth and that's why in older animals you start to run out of growth and that can present a problem um but that so for the most of their life they're chewing there's friction the friction wears down the surfaces of the molars and then there's slow growth to compensate for that um yeah Ideally, those molars have, like, a nice grinding surface. Everybody's going to chew a little bit differently, and I think of this, like, everybody walks a little bit differently. Like, I, I walk probably some doctor, like, I went to a physical therapist last summer because I screwed up my back, and she looked at me, and she was like, oh, yeah, you're all out of alignment. And I was like, oh, yeah, no kidding, thanks. Um but I can see it in my shoes, how my, the bottoms of my shoes wear at like a weird angle because I'm all out of alignment and I walk funny. So similar with how teeth wear, that they, you know, the, an animal is going to chew in a particular way. They're going to like to eat at least slightly different things. Um, so they're, the way they're mouth, their molars, their bite wears down is going to be generally unique to that animal. There is some degree of um, like genetics at play and in dairy goats at least like a broad muzzle is a desirable characteristic because that's like a strong mouth that can eat a lot of food and therefore uh, make a lot of milk. So, yeah, 
that's kind of the basics there. Um, common, like I mentioned the genetics thing, common developmental genetic type issues that can come with goats, uh, malocclusions, so that means that the way the teeth come together is wrong, um, it's not correct. Ideally, the dental pad, so where the maxillary incisors would be, um, should line up nicely with the mandibular incisors. Um, not uncommonly, especially in certain breeds, for example, Nubians, uh, you get some underbites, uh, so the the um, mandibular incisors stick out. There's a doctor word for this, um, brachy, brachynathism or something like that. Um, I always just say underbite. So that's not uncommon with Nubians. Um, it seems, anecdotally to me, it seems like they, if they have a really strong Roman nose as well, that changes the anatomy of the skull. And it's not so much that the lower jaw is long as that the dental pad, because the shape of the skull, that arch is so pronounced and it moves the dental pad back. Um, and like to some degree, this is tolerated in the breed, but to the degree that my husband likes it. It is not tolerated in the breed. Um, there's probably a genetic basis for it, but having said that, I've seen does with underbites never have a single kid with an underbite, and I've seen uh, kids come out completely normal looking with a really nice aligned bite and develop an underbite and I've seen them come out with an underbite and develop a beautiful head so it's really hard to tell in my experience at least uh, right from the get-go um, and I don't know what the genetic component is this is I mean there's there's a genetic component because it like is something that develops after um, they're born some in some cases but I don't know what it is I don't, we, we may never know, um, like what, where that marker is for the underbite. Um, the other, uh, the other not super uncommon, probably the underbite is more common than the overbite, which is also called a parrot mouth. Um, so that is an undershot mandible. Again, genetic, uh, developmental issue um and like these are like not desirable characteristics because like it affects that animal's ability to be productive basically if they can't effectively eat then they can't like do their job they can't grow and become somebody's dinner they can't grow and consume enough calories to make a lot of milk etc uh, they're food animal species, so that's why we have the like breed desirable breed characteristics that we do. Um, so a parent mouth, overshot jaw, or or under overshot maxilla, undershot mandible. Um, 
And the varying degrees of severity, I've seen some of these be not too bad, and I've seen some be quite severe, and I've seen some come out looking significant and then improve as the animal gets older. Um, it's the, I worry more about an underbite, an overbite, sorry. I worry more about a parrot mouth uh, than I do about an underbite, at least in my Nubians. So that's kind of the that's kind of the, the gist of that as far as the basics. Um, you can age a goat by looking at its teeth quite effectively. Um, I saw a good example of a goat, a two-year-old goat today who was just erupting its second pair of adult incisors. So those eight, uh, four pairs of baby incisors that we talked about a couple minutes ago, um, that either are starting to erupt or erupt shortly after the kid is born. Um, those are like, you know, they go away. They're not, they're not there forever. Uh, and they will lose them. And sometimes they look really goofy when they lose them. They look like a kid with the hole in the face, like the smile and there's a gap. <laughs> um, but, uh, typically at around one year old, the, the innermost pair, of those mandibular incisors will be pushed out by the adult incisors. And then the following year, the next two out from the center will, and then the following year and the following year. So you can look, you can look at the incisors and it's pretty easy to tell. Like the adult incisors are a lot bigger than the baby ones, um, just a lot wider. Uh, and it's, it's kind of cool to look pretty, I think it's easier than, well, baby, young horses, you can also age them in a similar way, but then horses get harder as they get older, I think. Um, so that's a fun goat thing to do. Uh, then, but then, you know, they get over four or five years old and you're like, yeah, they're older than four or five years old. And then when they get to be older than four or five years old, you get into the other, like more problematic things about teeth. Uh, at one point I got into a disagreement with a vet on the Facebook about whether goats should have dental work at all. Um, and he was like, no, no, that's stupid. Uh, goats shouldn't get their teeth floated like horses. They shouldn't have problems, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I have definitely helped goats by looking in their mouth and fixing things that seemed uncomfortable to them. Um, so I disagree. I don't, I don't think myself, and I don't do this with my own animals, I don't think that goats need routine dental floating like horses do. So typically, if you're not a horse person, um, typically horses have hopefully a vet uh, sedates them and look in their mouths and file down sharp points or hooks uh, once a year maybe once every 18 months, kind of as needed. Um, and I, yeah, I won't get into the horse thing right now, but it's, it is, 
tends to be, in my opinion, uh, beneficial for that to happen because it can head off problems before they occur. If you catch something early, if you have your horse's mouth looked at like on an annual basis when it's getting its rabies shot, then you know, it's, you can catch things before they become a big old expensive crisis. Um, goats, I don't do that routinely. Um, horses <laughs> tolerate you messing with their heads a lot more and messing with their mouths a lot more than goats. Um, a lot of horses, like I can put a speculum on a horse and open its mouth and they'll tolerate that without sedation. So sometimes if we're not sure, do they need to have their teeth floated right now? We can put a speculum on there. I can get my hand in there without fearing for a loss of a finger and uh, feel around and say, do we need to float this? The... Um, I, and I tend to be a little bit conservative with horses because I think sometimes you can overdo it. But we're not talking about horses, we're talking about goats. Um, what happens in horses and goats, for that matter, like why do we need to do this at all? Because we talked about like the, um, the con slow continuous growth of the molars and then also the weird, like the individual variance in chewing pattern. So if you watch your goat chew, it probably like kind of circles its jaw in the same like clockwise or counterclockwise direction pretty consistently. And that repetitive motion <laughs> um, is going to create irregularities in, in the mouth. Um, the, I was just trying to think of like an analogy of this. It's like if you are working out and you're only, you're doing like lifting weights or something like that. And you only lift weights with your right arm. <laughs> Eventually things are going to get lopsided. Um, same, same idea. If you chew a, a certain way all the time forever, it's things are going to wear down a little bit in a particular direction or like me I walk funny and like I scuff down the outsides of my shoes really quite significantly just it, th friction happens things wear away and goats are definitely not aware oh I need to chew 10 times on the left and 10 times on the right and then everything will be even they do not care about that so, um, most commonly in older animals, you can start to see problems. And when, how do I know if I see problems? Uh, when do I say I need to look in that animal's mouth? Um, couple of things. First, if I ever see a goat packing cud into its cheek and not, and seeming either like they can't get it out or it's uncomfortable to get it out or it's stuck on something or, um, also, like, if they don't get the cud swallowed by the time I touch their face, um, your typical goat chewing cud, I don't know why they're like this, but, like, if you, <laughs> if you ever wanted to, like, grab some cud from your goat, like, try it and see how effectively they really swallow that really fast. So if there's a goat that has cud packed in its cheek and I have to go in there and pull it all out, then you better believe that I think there's something wrong in that mouth because they, like, don't want you to touch their cud. Uh, so packing cud, uh, quitting is, is like a horse word that I have stolen to talk about goats that will um, 
like bring up their cud and chew it but then kind of spit it all over the place for whatever reason uh, usually because there's some kind of discomfort going on uh, those so those two weird cud behaviors either packing it into the cheek or spitting it out in clumps sometimes uh, we had a doe that we had to euthanize because of her mouth that she was like she was having such the first time and they hide this too so at one point my husband caught her and she was like hacking on her cud um like she couldn't move it where she wanted to and it was because she had like some really messed up teeth um so weird cud behavior um look acting like they want to eat and then not eating like going up to food and maybe like enthusiastically taking a bite and then stopping or picking up grain in their mouth and then a lot of it falls out of their mouth um weight loss um yeah those things are things that cause me to sedate the animal and look in its mouth and I sedate these guys because I like my fingers those teeth are super sharp um, typically when I get in there, um, like nobody's, no, no goat ever has braces. So their, their dental like occlusion isn't ever perfect. And there's often like some sharp points. Um, the teeth don't line up perfectly. So where they don't line up and there's like a little bit of overhang, usually, um, buckly. So that means on the cheek side of the mouth uh, usually the points in the maxilla are on the buccal side and in the mandible are on the lingual side which lingual means the tongue side so outer uppers and inner lowers tend to be where like as far as like side to side I will find um things that are pointy and sharp and should be filed down. Even when I sedate these guys and I put like something to brace their mouth open, I definitely like cut myself and the, like these teeth are sharp. Like I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. Um, and that's why it hurts because they have these really sharp, like razor sharp teeth that are then when they're, they get long enough, the points and the hooks, which I'll talk about in a second, um, they they touch the gum tissue or they touch the soft tissue in the mouth and it hurts it hurts so like there's a sharp thing and it's touching my mouth every time I close try to close my mouth and it hurts so I that's what I try to alleviate when I go in goat mouths and um float their teeth uh, so the points are like sideways, side to side, tend to be on the lingual aspect or the buccal aspect of those molars. And then the other thing that I find probably more commonly and I think contributes more to dental issues than, um, than points is hooks. So hooks are what we call the sharp things that are either in the very back of the molars or the very front of the molars. And that is because like the points are from not lining up side to side and the hooks are like not lining up front to back. So more commonly I think the mandible, the lower molars are a little bit further back lined up wise than the maxillary molars so the upper molars are just a little bit further forward and they wear down and then there's this big old sharp pointy piece of tooth coming down in the back and the back ones are always a beast because like 
goat mounds are narrow and small, especially like the Nigerian dwarf ones. You like barely get your hand in there and you got to get a file in there and get it way in the back and file that tooth down. Um, they're sharp. They're like impinging on the other side. If it's a, if it's a mandibular caudal hook, then it's poking on the roof of the mouth and it hurts. So I, that's, that's one of the things I do when I'm in there looking at goat teeth. And I don't look unless I think there's a problem because there, you know, there's sedation involved. It's, you know, it's, it's a whole thing. Um, I don't, I don't bother, like I said, how I'll like look in a, in an awake horse's mouth because they're usually, they'll usually tolerate a speculum. I will not look in an awake goat's mouth because they will not tolerate that. Horses tolerate a lot more stuff than goats do. Um, so yeah, hooks, points, common problems for teeth. Um, I can find, I absolutely find dental disease. Um, molars can crack. So like fracture and often, um, like top to bottom, um, from the inside to the outside for whatever reason. And that provides a way for bacteria to get into the tooth and into the root and cause a dental abscess, um, which breaks down the tooth. I've definitely pulled teeth from goats. Um, and that's, you know, always a thing uh, to, that's possible to do. It's, it's like what you do if there's a problem. If there's a mobile tooth, I'm probably going to pull it. Um, haven't had to do many of those, but if that's kind of what we do in, in our domestic species patients is if there's a problem, we take the tooth out. With ruminants or horses, um, that can be an issue depending on the age of the animal because, or sometimes they lose teeth and that can be an issue because um, then you have the molar on the opposite side. So if there's a molar, like a mandibular molar that's in the middle of the jaw or anywhere and I have to take it out, then the one that matches up to it in the maxilla has no partner to rub against anymore and it's just going to keep growing. Uh, so then that tooth needs to be kind of like, it needs to have an eye kept on it because it could cause problems. Um, yeah. What other, so loose teeth, dental abscesses definitely happen. Um, can cause like draining tracts. I saw a goat one time that, uh, had like a pocket of like had a hole in its cheek basically I assume I believe from a dental abscess I didn't I referred it to somewhere else um this was a couple years ago so probably now I'd be like oh yeah let's do that um but uh had a had a dental I suspect a dental abscess that had caused like cud to pack into its cheek like in the tissue of its cheek and like there was a hole in its cheek where cud was coming out um, that was not fun for that goat. Um, other weird dental things that can, can absolutely have like, uh, oral masses. Um, the ones that I've seen haven't gotten like diagnosed because the animal get, gets euthanized. There's not tons we can do. Oral masses in any species are 
generally bad. Um, they're generally nasty tumors that are badly behaving, and there's not a lot we can do about them. In uh, small animal species, like you can talk about like a radical maxillectomy or mandibulectomy, which means you're cutting out part of the maxilla or the mandible, so you're cutting out part of the jaw. Um, which is pretty radical surgery and not uh, compatible with life if you're a goat because as we started off saying, you have to chew if you're a goat. Um, what else do I need to say about teeth? Um, I think that, this, uh, that might be kind of wrapping it up. Um, I've definitely euthanized animals for having messed up teeth, um, having bad teeth, having lost teeth, um, having crazy, like, missing teeth, and then having the remaining teeth be really crooked, um, and causing pain, and, like, the, like I mentioned, the, the molars have a capacity to grow slowly to replace the worn down bits, but they don't, they don't grow forever. So in your older goats, um, you can get to a point where the tooth wasn't necessarily lost, like it was, had an abscess or trauma or like it fell out, but more that like it just kind of ran out of tooth and then um, it's worn down to the gum line and there's nothing left for that animal to chew with. Um, there, you know, so that's like... It's kind of a bummer because all if all the other processes are working well, then it's kind of a bummer to have to euthanize an animal because of its teeth. But otherwise, it's just going to waste away from not being able to eat. So teeth are important. And <laughs> I remember a dental lecture in vet school about small animal medicine. And the guy was a dentist at like Angel Memorial in Boston, which is like one of the big referral centers up here. And he came to do our like first or second year dental lectures. And he was like, don't be that vet that doesn't look in the animal's mouth. And I'm and I apply that to every species that I see. Like, you gotta look in the mouth. Eating is important. I like eating. Goats like eating. I think everybody likes eating. So, you gotta not, it's gotta not hurt when you eat. Um, I'll post some pictures and links in the show notes for like what goat teeth look like. I've got a skull of a buck. Um, that I euthanized a couple years ago um, for having bad teeth and I kept his skull uh, because the teeth are so impressive. I'll post some pictures of that um, and some like interesting teeth. When I float teeth, it's like super hard to take pictures because it's like this little narrow dark cave. But I've got some, uh, I might have some pictures. Definitely got pictures of teeth that I've removed. They're pretty cool looking. Um, but I think I talked enough about teeth and this was still probably preamble to like ode to the rumen because they're the first the mouth is the first part of the digestive system so that to be recorded uh, 
feel free to contact me on the internet and the social media. Come say hi. And if you can rate and review on Apple Podcasts, I love to read your rate, your reviews. Um, and I appreciate the ratings. Uh, and it helps other people find the podcast. So just click on, like, tap on that on your phone. It's pretty easy to do. And that's going to do it for now. And I will talk to you next time.